Are you an entrepreneur that would love to be on a podcast? Well, this is an interview for you. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons and you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Now, today we're talking about getting on to a podcast. And not just that, I actually have a wonderful interview with Stuart Townsend. And we are just kind of just talking about entrepreneurship and things like this. But I think you're going to love the discussion. And we do get into a way that you can get yourself on to podcast shows. And so uh, he started a company that's called Podcast Hawk. So let's look into my interview with Stuart Townsend. So my special guest is Stuart Townsend. And well, let me just say, Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Daniel. Uh, good morning, evening, afternoon. Let's, let's cover all time zones. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people are watching this in all of those time zones too, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so what an interesting life you had. Now, be, before we get into that, can you let everyone know, uh, first of all, you're the CEO and founder of, of uh, Podcast Hawk. Is that, that right? Um. Well, co-founder, um, co-founder, co-founder, yeah, because I can't, I can't push Ray out. Uh, he's the founder, yeah. So the, myself and Ray are part of Podcast Hawk. Uh, we're a nomadic business, shall we say? Ooh, uh, so I, like I, that. I, I had to CMO, CEO, whatever title you want to give yourself, because we're, <laughs> we're just entrepreneurs, so we can give ourselves a title. Um, but yeah, yeah, co-founder. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, tell us more about. Well, for, yeah, tell us more about this uh, Podcast Hawk. Because that sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah, so it, it's quite conceptually, it, it makes sense for on the podcast. Um, so the, myself and Ray both came at this from different angles, and we set up this business, oh, I think it's about 12, 18 months or so ago now. Because basically, we wanted to get on podcasts to promote the businesses we had at the time. Um, and try to do that manually is, is painful. So we created this little business called Podcast Hall that enables you to search through podcasts and send emails out on autopilot. So you don't have to manually find the contact details and do all that um, aspect. Because what we found was to try and get on podcasts like shows like yourself, Daniel, it just takes a lot of time to get the details, see what it's about, is it relevant, send the emails off. Um, and the idea was I wanted to promote my um, SaaS consulting business at the time, and Ray wanted to promote his language business. And then we thought, well, if we're scratching this itch, other people may want to scratch that itch as well. So we, we built this little business. And, yeah, from a scratching an itch, I mean, other, business, other businesses have come from that, so hopefully we can go somewhere. But that's, yeah, we're raising Mexico. I'm in England. It's totally, totally nomadic. Wow, that's incredible. And, you know, it is interesting, but that's, that's all about entrepreneurship and innovation is when it comes to an itch that needs scratched. And, yeah. you know, uh, that's where that big, long scratch is. It's quite funny because... It, you know, it's Ray came in it from a, a technical angle because he's more he's from the technical side, and he was like, "I'm just going to build a solution for this." And I was like, "Oh, I came in from a different angle of this is great. I just want to do it, but I can't I can't build it. But I want to promote it out there and sort of see if there's there's a market for it." So we just sort of smashed together, and and we know each other from a, an entrepreneurial group, a global entrepreneur. We've never actually met in person. For wow. anybody that's out there that's setting up a business and entrepreneur and co-founders and stuff, I have not met Ray personally. That's incredible. Team calls. But, but you develop that kind of a trust. That's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. 
I have a hard time trusting people unless I fly out, go, <laughs> go into their office, walk around and say, ah, they are a legitimate human being. They're a real person. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you have to fly to Africa and you, and, uh, it's, like, it's like, hang on, are you a legitimate person? You look like this really hot, sexy girl on yeah. TikTok. And then you get there and it's in Africa it's, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a man. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not quite what you expected. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, we, we've not we've not actually met. We've uh, we've built this business, and uh, yeah, we've been meeting this year, but because of COVID and everything, we couldn't physically meet. So yeah, we have built it on trust. Ah, oh, yeah, well, that's so cool. That is uh, incredible. So um, you must have had an extraordinary journey. I mean, that this is one aspect. And by the way, I, I want to say too, for those that are listening, that are entrepreneurs, uh, what Ray uh, said versus what. Uh, no, nothing against Ray either. He did great. Uh, but uh, what Stuart was saying is the right path. So if you have a concept, an idea, don't spend all the money building it. <laughs> Definitely do the market research first to see if that idea is that special to everyone else, not just you. Because a lot of times yeah. we get enamored by our own idea. <laughs> and, then, and then what do we do? <laughs> it's like we spend tens of thousands of dollars building the idea only to find that there's no marketplace for it, you know. So, yeah, so true, Daniel, so true. I used to run uh, a startup program accelerator when I was at Sun, sort of, um, we were basically, I was tasked with finding the next Google or Facebook. Um, and the amount of companies that I'd speak to, and literally they'd be like, right, okay, I don't know, I want to I want to develop a software product that does X, Y, Z. Sounds great. and But again, they wouldn't go and do that market research, that product market fit. And they go and build the MVP. And at the time, this is in, well, say the 2000s. We don't talk about age. In the 2000s, and literally software development wasn't like it is now with low code, no code. It was software developers were expensive. And just spending so much money and then going to market going, nope, nobody wants to buy it. It's like, no, because like you say, it, it scratched your itch, but nobody else has got that itch um, type of thing. So it's really, it's a key fact there, you say, in terms of make sure that it's, there is a, there's a market there for it. It, outside of your your sphere your sort of sphere of influence <laughs> yeah and uh not to say that i didn't learn that from experience <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, i've been there as well we talked about in the pre in the pre-roll <laughs> i think as you get older i think that the thing is now daniel is that our experience people will pay for <laughs> that's yeah. the benefit of being a little bit older they pay for your experience <laughs> if i'm more of those people <laughs> all right well let me uh let in considering our audience that's uh, listening, uh, maybe this is a good question to ask you. Uh, when I, if you can go back in time, you know, because the question first I would have is, you know, how does your experience now, uh, it's obviously been affected by what happened to you from the very beginning. So if we have some young ones that are just starting out, um, if you could go back in time, would you still take your first job? And if so, why? Uh yeah, so there's a short version of this. I would, yes. Um, and the rationale <laughs> is, I was, how old was I? So I left school when I was 16. I didn't go to college or university or anything. <clears throat> and I got a job in a garage before that, washing cars. And I had a choice. It was like sliding doors. I had a path. The path was I could go and get a job in British Gas working in IT. Um, and that would have been the dream job. It was great. Or I could get a job that was at the top of the road and I could get up at 10 to 9 and go and do it and earn more money doing that than this IT job. Being 16, I went for the lazy route, which was the 10-minute aspect and go to the garage and wash cars and stuff. 
And I would take that first job. And the reason is, is because what it built into me is the fact that the easiest route is not, is not the best route all the time. It may seem it at the time. It's like, let's take that easy route, 10 minutes to go to work. I only have to work five days. I get paid more money. But long-term, it doesn't pay it off. So it's always about what it helped me see is look for the long-term picture, look for that perspective. Um, and I took a couple of years doing that job. And then I realized, yeah, this is great, but I'm not going to go anywhere. It's not, it's not the path for me. Um, and then I moved into a job selling steel um, around that aspect. And again, same thing. It, it, was, it was sufficient then. I met a girl, we were getting married, but the path wasn't where I wanted to be. So then it forced me to go, well, actually, how can I change this path? And I went back to university and got a degree and got a master's to then get a job in IT. So I was... In my, I was early 30s when I actually got a job in a, a corporate role. It took a long time to get to that path. So I think for me, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it because it, it helped give me that direction, that clarity um, over, over time in a sense. It was, it was good lessons learned. Um, and I can wash a car fantastically now. <laughs> oh, wow. Because the, the truth is, is that is the, what you just said there is clarity. And that's the hardest part for all of us. And sometimes we beat ourselves up for quote unquote mistakes that we've made throughout the past, but to hold on to regret is a terrible thing. It doesn't yeah. uh, benefit you or the ones that you're surrounded by, whether it's yeah, you know, totally. the, the business or customers, things like that. Wow. That is really cool. I, and the same experience here, you know, I wouldn't change any of it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, she passed. Yeah. Her. Yeah. So who influenced you the most, you think, in your career? You know, who's had that impact on your, your work life? And who's the person that probably gave you the chance that that you needed to ha- have? Yeah, so there's one, there's one person that stands out. I can always answer this one really sort of simply. is um, a chap called Sanjay Sharma. Uh, well, there's two people, actually. And uh, my boss at the time, Sharon... And I can't remember a second name. That's really bad. She lived in Paris. But basically, I worked, to give you context, I worked at Sun Microsystems. I was the last person in as a, a graduate um, when I was 30, which is hilarious. Everybody else was 20s. Um, and I was doing pre-sales, and I wanted to move up. And I knew what my path was then. I wanted to move up and do business development and sales, not just pre-sales, but that was an entry point. And uh, I got a role in a sort of market development organization led by a lady called Sharon in Europe. And there's a chap in the US called Sanjay Sharma. And again, in Sun, you could sort of change your own path. And what opportunity was, Sanjay had turned to me and said, build me a business plan about why you should work with startups. You're going out and doing this stuff and you're talking about things, but we sell to big banks. Um, So I went out and uh, and I went into the London startup scene and sort of showed what was happening there. And he said, right, I'm going to take a risk on this. I'm going to allocate some budget. I'm going to create a role, and you're going to run this for Europe. I'd never met him. My boss, Sharon, sort of endorsed it and said, look, you know, Stuart just does his job. But I suppose between the two of them, they just gave me that chance to go and do something different. So, And I'll put it in perspective. I'm wearing this green sort of bright shirt. Um, <laughs> and I had to go out and be a non-corporate person. So I went to Last FM. I sold it on Spotify. Um and when I speak on stage, I'd wear a flowery shirt, not corporate attire, because then when I could say, oh, I'm the guy with the flowery shirt, come and find me in the corner and come and talk to me about Sun. Because at the time, Sun wasn't a sexy company, Microsoft wasn't a sexy company, 
Oracle definitely wasn't a sexy company, but we're all trying to get this share of wallet of businesses we missed out of, like Google and Facebook. It's a billion-dollar hardware business. Um, so those two help shape me, give me that chance, and then, um, yeah, just give me a different direction, different direction. I left corporate, and then I wanted to work in startups, and I wouldn't go back to corporate. Um, but they give me that give me that chance definitely and i'll remember that forever just sticks with me that's beautiful yeah and remember guys wear um a specific shirt yeah if you want to go meet mark zuckerberg or meet the prime minister or stuff like that wear a flurry shirt it definitely it opens doors it gets you in different places <laughs> so um what do you think about changes in careers now and is there still jobs for, I mean, is this for you, your life still, or? Yeah, it's, I think now we're in an evolving, an evolving time, aren't we? So again, sort of going back to when I first started my career and my jobs and looking for that path at the time, there was options where you would do an apprenticeship and work at a corporate like Kellogg's or, or some micro system or something like that. And you work there for life. Whereas now, I think the opportunity for everybody is, no matter what the age, you can change your career and be something different. Um, and I think COVID has really sort of brought that to the forefront in terms of people going, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a teacher or I want to go and do something else or I want to do no code. I want, actually want to build a business at home. Um, and I think, the, the, I suppose there are jobs for life in a sense, as long as you make it, you can be whatever you want to be. I think, you know, and you can change your career at any time. Whereas I'd say, you know, in the past it was frowned upon that you would change your career mid flow. If you were in your late thirties, forties, and you said, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to be a teacher. I'd be like, are you a lunatic? Are you mad? <laughs> you know, it's that sort of thing. Whereas now <laughs> it, it's seen as like evolving. I think, when they talk about some microsystems and the chances they gave me, they they validated that as a business because it was like literally change your role, change what you do, do something different. Don't just be in that selling into finance. They wouldn't let you. They'd drag you out because you just become stagnant and your skill set deteriorates. Um, so I think now there's more opportunity there for that and more chance. And I think people shouldn't be shouldn't worry as much about how they could earn a living because there's so many different ways they can do that and, and, and enjoy themselves and enjoy that work-life balance rather than sort of it being driven by the corporate hours and corporate time. And that's what I, we always teach here on the dream job radio show is that follow your passion. Cause yeah. if you have passion, I mean, you can become skilled at anything. Exactly. Um, and you know, the, there's another writer, I can't think of the book or the name, but uh, they were saying that, there is no such thing as a lazy kid. There's no such thing as a lazy person. It's just that they're mismatched with their passion of what they're yeah. doing. You know, exactly. and, and, and you sit there and see, uh, it's like, well, that boy, he's so lazy. He doesn't do anything. All he does is do this. Well, he's doing something, right? Yeah. He's got a passion. And so why not uh, help that kid become a gamer? They, you know, there, there's kids out there making tons of money uh, actually doing what they love, playing video yeah. games. So. Exactly. If, if you nurture that skill and that passion, you can do anything, can't you? It's, it's that aspect and bring it out. It's when it's stagnated and pushed down or repressed that people then sort of feel, actually, yeah, I'll have to just go and take this job and work at the bakery or do whatever it is because that's what I've been told to do. It's, it's the thing. Whereas actually, no, it's go, go enjoy what you do. If you love cars, work in a garage, be a detailer, or 
create a YouTube channel talking about cars. Everybody starts somewhere. It's you know, uh-huh, it's, yeah. Just go and do it. Um, around that, it's otherwise you, you you'll be in that job where you're just on the treadmill and it's just totally depressing. It's like you you want to escape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. That's a lot of great information that you've shared with us today, Stuart. We really appreciate that. Is there any other thing, ideas or thoughts that you'd like to, to share with ones, something that they could take home to know that, uh, you know, from your experience, what, what, what's some other takeaways that you might be able to share? I think for me, it's always about, you know, from a sort of job or a career or sort of earning money to pay the bills or travel or whatever it is. It is about having that passion, but it's also keeping abreast of what's happening in that passion. So if you look at um, artists now, you know, if you're if you're an artist and you want to create stuff, then it's not necessarily just about putting paint on 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 pictures. Um, you can print them out, or you can do NFTs, or you could do. You know, there's there's lots of things. So I think you know the the takeaways is about keeping abreast of what's happening globally and the trends and technologies, so you can move with the times and not get left behind and still keep that passion, keep it invigorated, keep it exciting. Um, otherwise, it can be you just get stuck painting. You know, if you're a creator painting a picture and putting in a gallery and, and hoping it's just going to move, it's not. It's the world's happening sort of at a pace. So, yeah, stick. Yeah, stick. It's a stick great illustration. Yeah, stick with the passion. Here, and before I let you go, too, I, um, let's talk real briefly about your company, though. So, I mean, this is really interesting. So, this might be a, a dream job for someone. We, we mentioned it too. Podcasts is if if you uh, have a passion for the automobile industry, well, you can do a podcast on that. So, yeah. if any if anyone out there is listening to podcasts and, and would like to uh, start their own podcast, what's the path, and how can your company help them, Stuart? Yeah, so um, we we go the other way. So we 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 talk about helping people become guests on podcasts. So podcasthawk.com, come and visit us. We have loads of educational material. Um, but it's that way of right before you actually start. It's like anything, isn't it? It's like um, what we talked about earlier is either invest that time setting up your own podcast and it takes time to build that up and build that audience or before you do that go and see if you enjoy it by being a guest and others like i am today so i'm Mm. I'm your guest i've turned up i've not had to do a lot i've got my little glass of juice here and i've got my my kit set up a little Um, water there we go but it's go and test that market so if you love cars go and get on some podcasts about cars and go and talk about them and see if you feel comfortable being on the other side and doing that preparation because you've not just turned up um, five minutes before you've had to prepare and have notes and and that sort of thing and then do some stuff afterwards i'm going to go and have my tea um but you'll have to go and do some work <laughs> afterwards and what oh no I, I, i'll have no to, to cut <laughs> this video and 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 uh and then also turn it into a podcast Oh yeah, yeah. I probably have three to six more hours uh, after yeah. after, exactly. <laughs> and it's for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we do, what podcast hawk does is help 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 you find the guests, uh, help you find the shows uh, by searching, and then build the emails, and then you can reach out and get on those shows and and go and talk about it, and then you get the benefits as well of getting the backlinks, the SEO, the social outreach, all the sort of marketing stuff, but also. The key takeaway for me for for both of us is the benefits are if you want to be a, a knowledge expert, a domain expertise in I don't know Porsches. That's that's your love is Porsches. People trust your voice more than the written word. 
So you could write loads of content about Porsches and about bore scoring and sort of all this sort of technical stuff about the engine. If you talk about it and they're listening to you, there's more trust in that and more authority than actually what they read. Um, and that's for me is a key takeaway about podcasting in general. That's awesome. So is, if you if you like Porsches and you're going to be talking about them, uh, should we use a wealthier voice like the third? Yes. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a Porsche that is extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell. Yeah. Lovey, where's my teddy bear? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So that's cool. Yeah. So um, how can people get a hold of you uh, when it comes to using your services? Maybe that this is their new path. Hey, this might yeah. be their new path. That's uh, why they're listening simple. to this podcast. Yeah. If you want to find out more information, you'll find us at podcasthort.com. Um, just hitting any contact button on there. It'll all come to me. Um, Ray, Ray, Ray's in the background somewhere. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same uh, same name um, around that. Dead simple um, to come and find us. And, and please, we've got webinars going on, educational pieces. You can come and ask questions. It, it's, you know, we're a, we're a bootstrapped entrepreneurial company. We're open to having those conversations and finding out more. Um, there's actual real people there answering and talking. Well, that's awesome. You've been listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. My special guest has been Stuart Townsend. Hey, Stuart, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. It's been great chatting. Go, going down memory lane as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it wasn't a really cool interview. I love to interview entrepreneurs that are involved in a startup because we can learn so much. And I know a lot of you listening, uh, you're entrepreneurs and you may be involved in your own startups or maybe you have a vision of what you want to do. So keep listening to the Dream Job Radio Show because I've really uh, ch changed gears to be focusing, ultra-focusing on entrepreneurship. It seems like that's where most of our listeners um, are coming from. They're coming from the perspective that they want to start a business or they're in a business. And you can gain a lot of insights uh, by the people that I'm interviewing around entrepreneurship. And I hope that you realize too that one takeaway that was really important, which was that it's better to go out and sell a product before you build it. And I know that for me it was hard because I felt like I was being disingenuous to sell something if I didn't already have it built. Uh, but you can spend a lot of money uh, building something only to find out there's not that big of a market for that. So remember, I always want you to follow your passion, uh, but I also want you to follow it smartly to where you don't lose money. Uh, I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, actually even millions of dollars, and that's good because that means that there's more millions to come. But let's make our millions together on our journey uh, right here on the Dream Job Radio Show. So until next time, uh, keep working towards your dreams. And uh, may you be inspired and may great things continue to happen for you. See you next time on the Dream Job Radio Show.